It's the biggest sports show for your Saturday morning. We've got it all covered for you right here. Joey Montagna, Jay-Z Clark, Emma Friedman and everything sport. Or tomato or a barbecue sauce? Look, I hate barbecue sauce. Like too I sweet. It's the most rank thing. Is it? This. <laughs> I'm a spicy red man. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. And that's what we're all about on this show. Welcome to another edition of Dead Set Legends with you every Saturday from 10 o'clock. Joey, Jay and Emma, good morning to you boys. We are into round 17. We've got footy on Thursday night, Friday night, Monday night. It's all happening. There is plenty happening. Good morning to you, Em. But we want to check in with you. How are you doing there yeah. in Sydney? <laughs> There's a fair bit going on. We know how you feel. We did sort of joke a few weeks ago that we didn't really feel bad for you because we were stuck in lockdown for over 100 days. But I am now starting to have a little bit of empathy. Oh, that's nice of you. you guys over there because it's not nice, is it? How are you going? Nah, it's not It's not looking good. So 44 cases yesterday. Um, if Melburnians are interested, we'll give you an update with the the number at 11 o'clock. I'm sure you actually are interested because um, things now, you know, the border could uh, be slammed really shut today. That's what we're hearing could happen if the cases are high again. Uh, It's just frustrating because from my point of view, I mean, lockdowns are never nice. You guys have been through the worst of anyone. And, you know, we've been through a couple up here as well. But I think now it's also just compounded by the fact that this vaccine roller is just the world's yeah. biggest cluster. And <laughs> cluster. Oh. Finish that, finish that sentence. <laughs> and it feels like, it, I don't know if this could have been prevented by a, a better rollout, yeah. but it does feel like that we're just lagging behind the rest of the world. I mean, they've got these amazing crowds at Wimbledon, the Euros, like, you know, and you're going, no, I can't even like go yeah. to the shops and stuff like that. Speaking so, of the rollout, Jay-Z, yep. did you get your jab? I got the jab, uh, Joey and Emma, so I'm protected. I'm doing my bit. Uh, good man. And I'm, uh, and I'm good as gold. So uh, get get out there. Get still to, alive. Get to, you're still, still, still here. here. Yeah, yep. 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 they can put down their shovels, the grave diggers, because <laughs> I am still here and still you're stuck with me on uh, Triple M between oh, 10 and 12. So you. done my bit. Well, M, but could so, be worse, Em. You could yep. be in Japan. And they're going <laughs> and with the Olympics, which we'll, we'll chat to yep. someone later on, Riley, later on. But, uh, yeah, it could be worse. Oh, the what? Olympic stuff. I mean, chatting even to um, a couple of people involved with the coverage with Channel 7 this week and what mm. the hosts who are going over to Japan have to deal with, it's basically fly in. Once you're in a venue during the day, you cannot leave the venue. Right. They have to wear masks the entire time, even during interviews. Then... They have to go back to their hotel rooms, not even the hotel restaurant, not even hotel gym. They are literally from hotel room to venue, and that is yeah. it. It is. Are we going to yeah, catch the Olympic work. fever like we normally do? I don't know. Does the sparkle just come off a touch? It has a little bit. Yeah. I but, think, you know what, well, I reckon it's the middle of winter. We're all going to get around it. Once the swimming and the badminton and the judo starts, we'll yeah. just be, okay. we'll be loving it, right? Yeah. <laughs> diving. Yeah. Is that your fave, Jay? The diving? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the big events. 
Hey, you did mention, Joey, that um, we do have an athletic sprinter, Riley Day, on the show today. She's going to be making her Olympic debut in Tokyo in a couple of weeks' time. Also, another big guest this morning, Melbourne's Bailey Fritch, to join us after their uh, win on Thursday night. As always, plenty of footy to cover off with both Joey and Jay and Greg Rust with a Supercars update, thanks to Bendix Breaks as well. Well, it wasn't Essendon's best performance of the year so far, despite the 63-point margin, but again, promising signs were there. Jay-Z, on the flip side, it was a woeful evening for the Crows, recording their lowest ever score. Yeah, it was a stinker for the Crows. There's no doubt about that. And we're going to hear from Matty Nix uh, on the performance in a second because he was pretty savage. Now, you did well to watch all this game, it's fair to say. We love our it footy was here stinker. at Triple M. But, Joe, did you get through this whole match? Uh, it was a real you... snore fest, wasn't it? <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. What was your take, if anything, for the Bombers? I mean, it was a, you know, they got the job done. Uh, for mine, it was Archie Perkins who jumped out of the blocks. I mean, again, I think that's the real, it's been so exciting about Essendon. You know, will they make finals or, or not? You know, we'll, we'll find out, but some of the, the young talent, there's a clear path here for the Essendon Football Club and Archie Perkins, he's got a wicked sidestep, 18 possessions and three goals. How good can this, well, this kid be? I don't reckon we've spoken a lot about No, him. but no. I think I think we haven't, but I think he'll be the best of all those kids that we've seen. Better than, because we've all been talking been raving Cox. about Cox. Yeah, I think he'll be better. I just think he... What is it? Well, he's just the prototype for me of the modern day sort of midfielder. He's got that power and yep. size about him. As you said, he's got a beautiful step. Mm-hmm. He's a player that knows how to find the goal, so he's got that inside game that can push forward, hit the scoreboard. Oh, I think he's a beauty. I think yep. they've, they've really found one there. You know, he's um, quite composed for his age, and he played a great game. As I said, and combine that with that bit of raw talent of you know, Harry Jones and Nick Cox, and we haven't seen enough of Reed yet. But yep. yeah, no, they've done so well in the draft, and the Bombers just did what they had to do. Jay Z, they yep. I thought they defended strongly. They'll be pleased with that part of their game because yep. that has been the issue. And what it does do, Emma, is it does give them a chance to push for that eighth spot when we go into their draw and their run home. Jay Z, what do you see? I see a lot of wins on, on the back end. So don't I, feel I know, like Em, but we have to put it out there. But they've got the Kangaroos oh. next week. Yeah, so okay. that, you think that should be win. The big game, mark this one in the diary, Emma, as an Essendon yeah. fan. Round 19, they play the GWS Giants at Marvel Stadium. If they win that game, I think they'll play finals. September. I think they'll play if they can win that game. Because after that, they have uh, the Sydney Swans. They have Gold Coast Suns. They have Collingwood. The only game that's tough is the Western Bulldogs. So you don't think they can win that one. But... Gee whiz, round 19 v GWS, oh, that is a huge game for the top eight. It's been an extraordinary transformation for this football club. I mean, you go back to August last year when those three key players wanted to leave. It wasn't going well in the hub. Was Merritt going to leave? I tell you what, in short time, they've really got things working there. And all credit to Ben Rutten. Now, typically, Joey, when you go to a Ben Rutten press conference, you don't normally get the massive blockbuster stories. You can play a pretty straight bat. That was once again the case last <laughs> night, Roy. Oh, look, I think it was a, a, another step forward in, in our journey and what we wanted to um, we want to get to and that is a con- more of a consistent performance showed some good maturity that's Ben Rutten taking one day at a time <laughs> and now we want to uh, listen to one now this is good Adelaide coach Matthew Nix he goes Bunter here very unhappy with what he um, hinted at was the worst performance of Adelaide season it goes, I guess, against the body of work we've put together for the year. The effort wasn't at the level it needs to be to play AFL footy. We embarrassed ourselves tonight on a big stage. This one is a huge step backwards, and um, the key from here is for us to regather ourselves and get back to what we do really well. We need to be better. 
It's interesting. So cool. Adelaide, remember though, they were three and one in the first four rounds of they the year. Were two. Yep. So they've won two games since round four. Mm-hmm. So we're up to round seventeen. So there's this little thinking? bit. Of, well, I just thought he's, when he said there, it's been their body of work. Their body of work in the last three months they has go. actually been quite flat. They're, well, they're the eighteenth team in the competition since round four. Are they the worst the team in it? Are they the worst team in it right now? Who do you think has been well, the worst team for twenty twenty one so far? Um, well. <laughs> North Melbourne at least are. I mean, North Melbourne's first six weeks were horrible, but yeah, at least yeah. North Melbourne. You know, I don't. It doesn't matter where you finish for me in the bottom half of that ladder, as long as you're improving. Yep. So yeah. the Kangaroos, I'm seeing great improvement. Mm-hmm. My concerns with Adelaide and the Gold Coast Suns is they've gone the other way. Yeah. They haven't improved as the season's gone on. I think Hawthorne have taken steps to improve as the season's gone on, um, and even Collingwood to some extent. So maybe I would say Gold Coast and Adelaide would be the two most disappointing sides this year. Yep. Uh, Ben King is the obvious key forward target for Essendon. Not in this year's trade period, for next year's trade Makes period. Sense. I think they need maybe a buzzy little small forward as well. And then you look at this list with the midfield that was on show again last night. I mean, Parrish and um, Merritt, Parrish and Merritt mm. yeah. are they in your All-Australian team? Parrot, they, uh, parrot, we call them. The parrot. <laughs> are they, who's had the better year of those two? <laughs> uh, Darcy Parrish has probably had the better year. But I love Zach Merritt. I think he's a wonderful player. So they're, and they're you're forgetting big. there's, you know, Heppel's still out and yeah, no Andy, Shield Andy McGrath, as well. And Andy McGrath's Andy McGrath. missed <laughs> a lot of footy. They, they bought in Caldwell, who's a young talent. So they've got a strong midfield. Yeah, absolutely. If, you think that Shield, Caldwell, McGrath comes in comes into this team? That is, that is a scary-looking midfield, I think, for uh, – Well, I think Shield's perfect spot would be as a half-forward now. I don't think he gets into that midfield mm. with what they've got. I think he's that perfect high half-forward who can use his speed to get up and get back. Almost yep. replace, say, Devin Smith. He's probably the one that hasn't really yep. set the world on fire in that role. But uh, they've got a nice mix, the Bombers. Oh, it's exciting stuff if you're a Bombers fan. And fingers crossed that they can follow that path towards September, Joey. Hey, coming up next, Saturday scoreboard with all the action from around the world. And Greg Rust with a Supercars update thanks to Bendix Brakes right here on Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay-Z and Emma. <laughs> Come on, Emma. Switch on now. Concentrate. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Rusty's Motorsport Update for Bendix. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Yeah, on the line now is our mate Greg Rust from the Rusty's Garage podcast, which you can get for free on the Listener app. Good morning to you, Rusty. Now, it hasn't been good news. A double blow this week with the Australian Formula One Grand Prix and our MotoGP uh, the round there also cancelled for the second year in a row. This is just, oh, it's awful. Emma, I'm gutted. Um, mm. I was there last year for that massive press conference at Albert Park when they called it off on the Friday before a Formula One car even hit the track. And it's just, you can't fathom that it's been cancelled for the second year, year in a row and MotoGP as well. I get the reasons for it and you know where we're at from a, a vaccination standpoint and how difficult it is to ask the sport at the pointy end of their championships when they're busy to, to kind of isolate for, for a fortnight but it's so hard when you look at the massive crowds in Austria and places like that for Formula 1 and you think what we're missing out on we, we've got to get into a position where we, we don't lose big events like this for sure. Well flat as a pancake Rusty it's fair to say but hey what about Red Bull they're taking an absolute blowtorch to the rest of the competition is it their title to lose? 
Don't you reckon it is? I mean, I think Max Verstappen has a, a points lead in the Drivers' Championship of 32 now over Lewis Hamilton. I can't recall the last time that Lewis Hamilton wasn't, you know, um, convincingly at the top of the of the Drivers' Championship. So most of the fans that have been polled on this feel like uh, it is Red Bulls to win. Uh, the only caveat I would kind of put in there is that Mercedes have such a strong engineering group and they know over the last six years or so what it takes to win. Um, it's a win for us as fans. The back end or the second half of the year is going to be a cracker. And Rusty, a good bit of hustle uh, by the supercars given the COVID situation in New South Wales. They staged the back-to-back events in Townsville. Yep, a little bit of a leaf out of the Formula One book who've just done back-to-back weekends um, in Austria. Similar style of, of decision. Great for the the, the rural uh, North Queensland support for supercars. There's a lot of love for it up there. And the beauty for fans that are watching on television, they're two different formats. So this weekend, there are two 250-kilometre races, so a bit of a bit of an endurance style uh, uh, to it. And then next weekend, it's a super sprint format. Uh, in Friday practice up there, uh, David Reynolds going quickest in session one. Shane Van Gisbergen, who's been mighty in this year's championship, fastest uh, heading into Friday evening so he's probably the guy on form at the moment and uh, a big day of qualifying and racing to come up there Well as always Rusty you're all over it and we'll catch up with you with all the news again next weekend. Thanks guys, take care Rusty's Motorsport Update for Bendix Bendix Brakes, put your foot down with confidence yeah, Saturday scoreboard, and there's some Aussies doing some wonderful things on the world circuit at the moment. Let's start with the golf, because I know, Leroy, you're oh. happy because you uh, pocketed a few dollars. Ka-ching. Off the back of three Aussies all winning tournaments, Cam Davis won the Travellers' Championship. Lucas Herbert won the Irish Open. We spoke uh, about him last week. And young Steph Kiriakou, she won the Euro Tour uh, by two shots as well. So three Aussies winning some tournaments in the golf. That's a great effort. And the British Open starts this week as well, Em. So Ooh. it's always good to have a little flutter. I've been backing yes. Xander Shawfly for about the last year and a half. <laughs> I'll stick with him because he's going to win a major soon. So I'm going to keep backing him. Uh, the tennis, we know that Ash Barty is through to the Wimbledon final. Gosh. She's going to take on Karolina Pliskova. Uh, that's going to be fun. We're looking forward to watching that one. And, of course, Novak Djokovic is taking on Matteo Berrettini, um, oh, which will be fun. the Italian. Do we, do we call – is Nick – is – Novak Djokovic going to be known as the GOAT? Em? Do you think well, it's... Because he's going to overtake Roger Federer yeah. for Grand Slam. Are, are we able to accept that Novak Djokovic is going to be the greatest uh, tennis player of all time? Oh, I think that's hard to accept, isn't it? Isn't, it? Because it is I've always bit... come to love the Fed and, and what he's all about and how he plays the game and, and also the success around the all four majors, not just, you know, a couple yeah. of them. Of course, Novak has had, was it, is it 10 Australian Opens now? Eight I think or nine. He's nearly up to yeah. there, isn't he? Yeah. Anyways, I mean... Congratulations to him for reaching a, another major Grand Slam final. Um, and you'd think that he probably wins yeah. this on Monday Speaking morning. Speaking of the well. Aussies that are going well, what about we spoke about the Italian? So Matteo Berrettini, the Italian in the final, and also Italy taking on England in the Euros, oh. the final. That's going to be massive. Is so it coming home, Joey? Is it's it coming, coming home? Back. Yeah, the Azuri are going to take it. Our boys, the Italians, we're going to oh, we're, we, we're win it. it. This is the story from last weekend when you used to go to school whilst you, you know, you're Australian born and bred, but now all the 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 Italian roots come out, eh? Yeah, Yeah. big week for the Italians, (laughs) but that's Monday morning. That'll be about 5am, so if you want to get up, watch that. That'll be huge. Uh, And, of course, speaking of the Australians, what about the Tour de France? Aussie Ben O'Connor, that surprised everyone by winning a stage on the Tour de France. It was like, who? Ben O'Connor. He's fifth overall, so he's doing really well in the Tour de France. Hey, there's a live 2020 game going on at the moment between Australia and the West Indies. 
Crazy. We've got the Windies in a bit of all sorts. They're three for 60 West Indies after 11 overs. So uh, Aussies are in control of that one. And, of course, the NBA. We all love the NBA. Phoenix Suns, two zip up uh, against the Milwaukee Bucks. They look like they're going to win that they just series, win that you would now, think. Right? Yeah, they yeah. do. And big news, Matt Delavadova, who's oh. been playing a lot of NBA, uh, especially for the Cavs. He's coming home. He's signed with Melbourne United. So looking forward to that one. And we'll chat to Jock Landale about I was about to show. say, Joey, that news just through. We have had confirmation we are going to chat to Jock Landale, of course, uh, from Melbourne United, but also playing with the Boomers at Tokyo 2020. He's going to join us after 11 o'clock. So that is really exciting. Hey, two weeks to go until the Tokyo Games. We all get so invested in a variety of different sports, but particularly the athletics and making her debut at these Olympics is sprinter Riley Day. She's qualified for the 200 metres and glad to say that she joins us now. Riley, great to have you on the show. Not long now. How are preparations going and when do you head off to Japan? Preparations going really well, actually. Um, I head off to Japan on the 26th. Um, I'm up in Cairns at the moment just to do a few comps and the pre-departure camps. So, all is well so far. Hey, Riley, I love your story. So is it right that you used to uh, run around um, the family's farm where you had some cattle with some, some paddocks, etc. and then just um, since you're a youngster, you just love to run around the farm? Is that how you developed this, um, you know, this elite, you know, power and, uh, you know, endurance of yours? Yeah, that's right. I used to run around with my dog at the time just to get a bit of fitness and then, yeah, it all eventually developed from there and a long story short, and here I am. <laughs> yeah, congratulations, Riley. It is amazing achievement to go to an Olympic Games. Like, that is the pinnacle of any sport, so well done. But how disappointed are you about not being able to run in front of a crowd? It, it's, it must be so just a little bit disheartening to be, you know, achieve your dream and then unfortunately have no one in the stadium to witness it live. Yeah, it is definitely disappointing, but in the times of COVID, I'm just grateful that the whole event's actually going ahead. Um, Everyone will still be watching on TV. It'll probably be the biggest broadcast thing that they've had in a long time. Mm, yeah. But with COVID, you got to expect everything to change within a matter of days. So I was just leaving an open mind with everything. But, but as I said, I'm just grateful for everything that is actually going ahead. Sounds like there's a few young kids around you, Riley, who probably really admire you as an athlete heading <laughs> off to the Olympics in a couple of weeks' time. But when you were young, growing up, who was the, the one that you watched that's, that you said to yourself, I want to emulate what they've done? Um, definitely Sally. Um, she's always been a, a role model for me and she's always there to help me with anything that I need. So she's she's done everything that I've wanted to achieve. So to have her around in my circle is such a bonus and so grateful for it. We're speaking to Australian 200 metre sprinter Riley Day. Now, uh, I love this story too, Riley. Now, is it right that you uh, you work for Woolworths in the produce section and because you do have such a big heart, you help out a, uh, a, a, bro- a blind resident in the town and do all, do all their shopping for them. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, um, I started working working at Woolworths 20, end of 2018 and then I met John, who's the the old 90-year-old blind man, um, around a year and a half ago. And since then, our, de- our relationship has developed. He's like my grandfather. I love him so dearly. Um, yeah, and he said he's he's so proud of me with everything that I've done. But, yeah, I help him every Sunday, make sure he comes in, gets everything that he needs, and then 
I was like, see you next week. I'll be here. Make sure you're here too. Oh, <laughs> how lovely. That's nice, Riley. Hey, just uh, another one before we let you go. Who, which other events do you look, look forward to at the Olympics? We all have our events that we love watching. For me, I'm, I'm going to be right into the boomers, the basketball. And oh, yeah. What are the other events for the Olympics? Because you're going to be in your hotel room a lot watching a mm. lot of other sports. What are you looking forward to besides, obviously, the athletics? Um, I enjoy watching the swimming. Um, they always perform really well. So I enjoy watching the fellow athletes win a lot of gold medals. So, And it'll be good because I won't be over there just yet when they're competing. So I'll be watching them in cans, hopefully winning everything. Mm. Yes. And did you, is it clear to you what sort of restrictions or rules you'll be living under, Riley, while, while you're there? Is it literally, um, I think as Em said before, going from the, the, the venue back to your hotel and, and back? Is it? Have you got any sort of freedom whatsoever? Um. No, I'm not going to put myself out into the places yeah. that could be risky. Um, yeah. I'm not totally sure on our restrictions on the village, but yeah. once again, I'm not, I'm not going to put myself into that vulnerable situation. I'm going to do everything that I can to actually compete well because if you do get COVID over there, you're not allowed to compete. So I'm not yeah. going to risk, risk that I can live in my room for a week just so I can <laughs> perform at the best um, sporting event industry. Well, we'll all be in cheering for you. Oh, Riley, great to hear you're a wise young woman. We look forward to seeing you hit the track in the second week of the Tokyo Olympics uh, in the 200 metres. We'll be watching for you and cheering for you. Uh, Good luck. Thank you so much. Riley Day there, who will take part, as we said, in the 200 metres in the athletics, uh, second week of the Olympic Games. The Dead Set Legends, Triple M. Melbourne continued their premiership charge on Thursday night with a 31-point win over Port Adelaide. No mean feat when it comes to Adelaide Oval as well, but up forward, Bailey Fritch has continued to be consistent for the D, slotting 32 majors for the year, and he joins us on the line now. Bailey, welcome to the show, and congratulations on another big win for the club. Thank you. Good morning, guys. As we mentioned, uh, Bailey, 32 goals for the year, sharing the load with a, a great forward line at the moment. How have you found the balance for 2021? Yeah, it's been good. Um, obviously, we've had a, uh, we've had smalls in, we've had tools in, but um, I feel like every week um, at times we've been challenged with different defences. But, um, yeah, on Thursday night, I thought the balance was really good and um, we shared the load really well and it was great to see uh, Tommy and Cozzy back to their best. Yeah, you're right. The forward line was functioning really well, Bailey, but there's a bit less to eat there for you now because the big boys are going to steal some of that footy off you, particularly with Benny Brown back into the side. Uh, how are you going to sort of find your niche now? Because at times you've been the, the spearhead coming out of the goal square. Now you've got the other big boys. Is it going to be a bit of an adjustment for you and how your role is going to look like in that forward line? Oh, I think it'll be much the same. Um, you know, Tommy plays sometimes higher, sometimes they play a bit deeper. Brownie. Um, did a bit of everything as well on the weekend. It's sort of just the nature of a medium forward. Some days yep. I'll uh, be on the end of a fair few, and then some days I'll uh, be a little bit quieter. But as long as I'm doing my bit for the team, I think the uh, the coaches will be happy. Hey, just take us back a step, Bailey. What what happened in those three weeks where your game just sort of appeared to soften and go off the rails a little bit? So you got done by Collingwood. You you were okay against Essendon, and then GWS slapped you in the face at the MCG. Was it? You know, there's a bit of talk about maybe your training loads going up, or you just feeling a bit flat physically. What do you think happened uh, in that three week block? I mean, so impressive to bounce back against Port Adelaide. But there was any, was there has there been anything in the training that could be behind that that flat patch? No, I don't think it was much to do with the training. Um, I think all along our defence has been unbelievable, headed by Stevie May and Jake yep. Lever. Um, I, I appreciate think our contest, 
Yeah, our contested ball dropped a little bit. Um, our clearance dropped a little bit. And um, obviously our forward connection wasn't great. But um, I think we got that right back to where it needs to be on uh, Thursday night, which is really pleasing to respond, especially in a in a big game, finals-like game, um, with the with the crowd over there in Adelaide. It's pretty hostile. So um, <laughs> it was pretty good to... Uh, Silence them pretty early. What did you think of Cozzy Pickett's um, goal? Like, I thought that, that that stunning sort of pick up and burst snap from 40 metres. Like, I jumped off my couch when I saw that. Do you get that same feeling of Ill ex- uh, exhilaration watching that from close right? Because you got front row seats to the Cozzy Pickett show, Bailey. Yeah, he's a massive barometer for our team. Um, not only his goal kicking and skill level, but his pressure around the ball, even if he's not scoring goals, yeah. um, He's creating goals with his pressure to get re-entry, and um, yeah, he's an un- he's going to be an unbelievable player, and already is. And Ben Brown, Joey, yeah. I mean, he's been the one that we've been talking about because clearly Simon Goodwin has flirted with the forward structure. He's only had the two tools. Now, Bigs Ben Brown in. What what does he bring? What does he? What difference does he make? How long? It clearly he straightens you up and gives the midfielders another forward target. Do you think it's a? Does it feel like it's a more complete forward structure with him in the team, Bailey? Yeah, I think we've we've done well with both. So we've, when we had Sammy Wiedemann in there um, with the extra tall, I think it worked. Um, but it's also worked without him. So, But on the weekend, um, I thought he was unbelievable. His contests around the ground, he got hardly got outmarked. I don't think he had a shot on goal. But, um, yeah, just some of his 2v1 contests just to bring the ball to ground to bring our um, little fellas into the into the game and, um, yeah, keep getting forward momentum was unbelievable. Bailey, we often chat to players on this show and, you know, that sometimes there's an admit it's, oh, I don't watch a lot of footy, you know, I'm not, I'm not, not a big footy head. But chatting to you now, you seem like you are, you, you actually are. You're one of the, those rare people who maybe does watch a lot of football. Do you, you find yourself really invested in other games every weekend? Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a footy nuffy, to be honest. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend's not a huge fan. Um, <laughs> I'm always watching, watching footy. But, um, yeah, no, as a kid growing up, I was always around um, footy with my dad playing like local footy. I'll be going out there today to watch a bit of local footy. But um, yeah, every game that I I, I can watch, I'll uh, yeah I'll be sitting down on the couch and watching. Good on you, <laughs> Chang the Melbourne star forward Bailey Fritch. So Bailey on a Thursday night game, the first thing I think about is oh you've got a nice long break, you get a couple of days free. Mm. Uh, you said you're going to go watch some local footy today. <laughs> Were you able to have a beer or anything yesterday and and have the day off and just uh, relax a little bit because it is a long season. You need to be able just to let the hair down at times. Yeah, we um, post game we just had a couple of quiet beers together just to sort of enjoy the win. Um, we've actually got the weekend off, so um, might be able to have a couple of cheeky little ones today. But um, <laughs> yeah, nothing too big because uh, we've got another task ahead of us next Saturday. Did Maxie go and shout for his one fiftieth? Did he shout <laughs> the beers or what? Is it the right <laughs> words in your milestone? man, and he's the captain. He should shout the beers. Yeah. Oh, big he was actually going around and uh, saying that I had to shout because I gave away a fifty minute oh. penalty. <laughs> Hey, Bailey, um, Joey just did mention letting your hair down. Is there any secret to your hair? Because I, I love that volume. <laughs> That's a massive talking point, my hair. Um, <laughs> I've considered shaving it just to put it to bed. But, um, no, nah, I don't know. It's just something that I've, has worked for me this year, so I've stuck with it. So um, Mate, looks good. a product here, but, yeah. And Christian Salem is the wannabe barber. Have you let Have you let him near oh, with God, a pair no. of scissors, or you don't trust Did Christian? you see his hair? He, he's put more tips through his hair. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, he sends me a lot of photos about what I should do with my hair, but I definitely won't be letting him touch it. (laughs) I reckon it looks good, mate. You just do what is working for you because it is working for you at the moment, okay? You do you, Bailey. Let yourself shine, mate. 
Hey, Bailey, great to chat to you this morning. Um, we appreciate your time. Absolutely flying at the moment with the Melbourne Football Club and we wish you the best of luck for the rest of the season. Too easy. Thanks, guys. Are you, Joey, can they still win at Melbourne? Have you softened your thinking around Melbourne? Or No, no, absolutely. Nah. They're still red hot to win yep. it. Yeah, okay. they are in it up to their eyeballs. Absolutely. Making sure he's still on the bandwagon. No, no, still on. Tell you what was hooly-dooly this week. This uh, this coaching announcement at Hawthorne, mm, which dooly. really did shock us. Uh, Sam Mitchell going to be taking over as head coach at the start of 2023. Uh, going to be coaching alongside Alistair Clarkson for the remainder of his contract. Um, what was your take on it, Jay? Oh, look, I thought it was fascinating. I mean, it certainly caught um, everyone in the football industry uh, by surprise. Um, we're going to get to the nitty-gritty of whether Alistair Clarkson will coach although next year, whether he'll stay at the club in, in a second. But I just sort of wonder what initially what changed for Hawthorne because a month ago the CEO, Justin Reeves, said, we don't do succession plans. You know, mm. do they work? I'm not sure. That's not the Hawthorne way. Then in a month's time... Boom, a succession plan. So, yes, the Collingwood vacancy come up, but what, did we not know Nathan Buckley was under pressure all year? Like, was that not being talked about every day of the whole whole season, Joey? So, for mine, it was extraordinary that, that – that, that uh, they changed their view on that. And they must be really confident in Sam Mitchell because when you're appointing a senior coach, Joey and them, you normally go through a bit of a process, don't you? you gotta, you, you got to check out what else is available. So they are obviously rock solid sure on that Sam Mitchell was a better uh, option to coach Hawthorne for the next five years than Alistair Clarkson. And, so was he past his use by when, date? Was when he you say they, are you meaning the board or Jeff Kennett? Does Jeff Kennett want to leave Hawthorne with a legacy and, and had – because now what it looks like to me is mm-hmm. Clark Kennett had been conditioning us that this would be Clarkson's last contract. He, mm-hmm. He's made comments in 2020. I think we in the media just found it very hard to believe that the Hawks would let Clarko go. We just thought, well, there's no the way. The but now it seems like it was inevitable that next year was going to be Clarko's last year. The board were never going to re-sign him, and it was hoping for a smooth transition and say mm-hmm. we're no longer re-signing him, we've got Mitchell, and it's a smooth handover. It's been fast-tracked clearly because – Mitchell has, has probably used that um, the leverage of the Collingwood situation and they were going to speak to Mitchell, whether they had spoken to him, to then go back to the Hawks and say, well, this is the situation. Mm. And the Hawks have rushed it and said, well, we don't want to lose Mitchell. Yep. Now let's turn it into a succession plan, even though they didn't want to, as yep. you said. And now we've got the situation we've got. So the next question I ask you then is, yes, Joey. will Alistair Clarkson coach the Hawks in 2022? You speak to people, senior people in the industry, and the expectation is that this is a bit un- – the belief is this is a bit uncomfortable for, mm. for Clarko and, and Mitchell. Clarko's been tiptoed here. They, they picked Sam Mitchell over him, and, and Clarkson's still widely respected as the number one coach in the game as, as far as I'm concerned. Look, I, 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 I believe that he won't be there. I know he was absolutely adamant in the press conference yesterday so I, saying, I'm going to honour my contract, but he has to do that for contractual reasons. So if there is a severance, then he gets his full payout from right. Hawthorne. So this is a smart play. Uh, from Elsa Clarkson, his management, James uh, Henderson. They, they didn't come in in, in the last yeah. shower. So what's going to happen here is that Carlton and Collingwood are going to throw the absolute kitchen sink at Alistair Clarkson. So do they? So Collingwood were going to go through a coaching camp. You know, they've got yep. a committee. And do they almost scrap that and say, well, let's ring Clarko first. Let's put our pitch together. And if he offers, we don't even bother with a coaching process. And same with Carlton. They're in the middle of a review to look at the whole football department. Yep. Do they also ring Clarko? And if he – and they make a pitch. And if he's tempted – do they scrap the review? Like, is that how? No, I think you've how, got to, or, or you still go I, through those processes. I, I think you've got to talk to um, 
several candidates. I don't think you just go all in on Clarkson, but if he gives you any sort of sign that he's interested, oh, then, yeah. you know, it's a huge coup. Like David Teague would be the most nervous man in football at the moment, and, and you would you have to respect um, what he's done in the game. So the question is, is he is he tired? Is he fatigued? Is he, is he done? Is Alistair Clarkson at, what, mid-50s? Is he past his use-by date? That That's what Hawthorne's the, saying. But that, yeah, but maybe at Hawthorne. But if you've at heard, Hawthorne, at yeah. Hawthorne yep. maybe, but if you've heard Clarko speak, years. he's been saying how passionate he still is to coach. He was talking like he wanted to continue to coach the Hawks agree. through the rebuild. So I don't think now we can almost I say, oh, gee, you know, he looks fatigued and he spoke about his kids are failing. To me, up until last week, he looked like a coach that wanted to keep going what about for a the long win? time. I, I agree with you, Joey. What about the win over Sydney on the road three weeks ago with a Hawthorne side come off the bounce? You know, they were going to finish second or third last. He's still got the fire yep. for me. Yep. And he's still got the, the um, footy intellect. I mean, I think as a coach, you've got to be a bit crazy, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you like, do. You know, like how they have the drive and, and whatever else and to manage everything, you know, is, is extraordinary. I mean, I think for the Collingwood of the Carlton Football Clubs, he would be a huge coup, yep. as I think Ross Lyon would be uh, also. So... Um, I just, I just sort of wonder, looking at the, the marriage now for Sam Mitchell and Alistair Clarkson over the next, I don't know, 12 months, what, what, um, who, who takes Jews the boss? No, Joey? that's right. That's where I think it's, it's going to be difficult. And the, the question is, if, if Clarko does get tempted to leave the Hawks, it leaves the Hawks vulnerable because Mitchell's only coached nine games for Box Hill. It's, it's like I, I think they always thought in two years of coaching Box Hill and give Mitchell yeah, time. But it hasn't All of a sudden, out. it's fast-tracked. It's Gee, he's, he's under the pump pretty quickly, Em. In terms of just a coach going forward, though, I mean, he's had eight, well, he will have had 18 season at Hawthorne. Does he need a, do you need a break before going into a club that needs a massive rebuild and needs a figurehead to do that? What, or can he just launch straight in with just as much vigour and energy? And, at another club? Yeah. Nah, change is as good as a holiday. Yeah, he would okay. walk into that a new club, you know, reinvigorated. You don't need the break. <laughs> all of a sudden, he's, but think about him. All of a sudden, his messages become fresh again. The players haven't heard them before. Yep. Different his, response. His, his anecdotes, his analogy. I mean, everything becomes fresh. Yeah. So it's like a fresh start for Clark at a new club. Oh, and I'll tell you what, I think both Collingwood and Carlton would expect to spike up the ladder yeah. next year if they had Clarko coaching. Well, I, oh. I haven't asked Scott Penelby this question, but I reckon if if I if you said that um, Scotty Penelby, I guess get what? on the phone now. What are you Cl- doing? Clarko is going to be coaching Collingwood. He, he would be like a kid in the candy store. Yeah. He would yeah. be absolutely ecstatic. Did what you a, not discuss that last no, night? We haven't, no, we haven't. What are you doing? When you were no, snuggling no. on the couch, you didn't discuss no. that. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't. I shouldn't. Have. I shouldn't Big have spoon, little spoon. You don't want to tell us. It. I mean, if we if we read the headline. Next week. I mean, it would be a huge coup for the board, the Collingwood board, which is under enormous pressure. What is peculiar here, right, is Graham Wright, who's a great man, he's the football manager at Collingwood. So he left Hawthorne after a long and very productive relationship with Alistair Clarkson. Did they wear thin on each other? Maybe. So he goes to Collingwood. Wright, he would, would have a huge say yeah. in, whether, in whether he could not put up with Alistair Clarkson, but whether he could <laughs> partner up with Alistair Clarkson. So, look, it's going to be absolutely fascinating. He did... He was absolutely adamant yesterday, Alistair Clarkson. He had that silly look. I will be at Hawthorne next year. I'm not so sure. Okay, time will tell. After 11 o'clock, our Round 17 preview and Limo to call by, all coming up on Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay-Z and Emma. I know when you're, when you're, when you're writing an article, 
You use the C word very sparingly. Oh, you're no. very sparingly. Excuse yes. me. I wouldn't have yes. thought so. Yeah, yeah. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Big second hour coming up, including Jock Landau, our special guest from the Boomers ahead of their Olympic campaign beginning in a couple of weeks' time. Really excited to catch, uh, catch up with Melbourne boy Jock. My next question, Jay Z, is mm-hmm. with the new house now. I've actually got a lawn mm-hmm. and I've got a lot, a lot of hedges. Should right. I be trying yes. as a man to do that myself? Yes. Or should I just pay Jim's mowing to come every couple no, of weeks and no. keep the yard tidy up? Mate, keep it that clean? is not in your wheelhouse. <laughs> You've got to do it yourself because this is a fun one. Oh. This is a fun one. You get the little the, the magic zipper wand from Bunnings yeah. and, and you go over there. So it's like a sword. It's great. It's heaps of fun. Yeah, but it. I can see him getting a bit overzealous with that and the, the edge being about. reduced what if I do it to something Or oh, then atrocious. it's uneven and then it looks ugly. <laughs> yeah. do you pay, isn't that what experts are for? Nah, you got to give we, that. you got to give Leroy, that. you're naughty. you got to give that a crack yourself. Paid in time, You pay experts to do jobs properly. Otherwise, why wouldn't you cut your own hair then, Jay-Z. No, you go to a hairdresser because they are the experts. So I'm going to get Jim's mowing to come over and make sure my hedges are straight and the lawn is nice and neat. Speaking of haircuts this morning, here's a story for you. 7.30, Will's having his wheat bix in his high chair and big fella needs a haircut. So I pulled out the kitchen shears and started giving him a trim. Little guy decided to have a little feel while I was... Cutting away, and I snipped his finger. Oh, wow. It was not pleasant at all. It was blood absolutely yes. everywhere in my house. You think you should stay away from the yeah. guard? So I've learned my lesson. That's why you pay the experts, Em. That's why you pay the experts. Oh, we're in lockdown, mate. I don't oh, really yeah. have many options. Oh, yeah, of course. Have you got an update today over there in your set, Wales? Mate, it's not good. It's 50 cases. 50 yeah. today. Yeah. Not ideal. Um, pick one. I'd like to get, keep you on your toes with a curly question, Joey. Who do you think? has got the better list. So sort of think long-term, you know, who's closer to the next premiership? If you're a coach, which list would you rather take over? North Melbourne's or Collingwood's? Pick one list. Who's got the better list, the Kangaroos or the Magpies? Now, the the Kangaroos are a couple of years into the rebuild. They've started their rebuild, right? And quickly thinking, Collingwood's list, you would think, is still going to go backwards before it goes forwards because of Pendlebury and Sidebottom Mm. and a few of those players that are over 30, you know, Jeremy Howe. But, Collingwood still have like Dugowie, Darcy Moore, Taylor Adams, Brody mm. Grundy. Sorry, they probably Bob. still uh, they, well. He's, he's the guys that are over thirty that oh, are going to be moving on. So yep. I'm looking at that still that core, which is probably a better core yep. than what the Kangaroos have. So the Kangaroos have got that younger talent. It's going to take a lot longer, but they don't probably have the star power of Dugowie and Taylor Adams and Grundy more. So I'd probably still take Collingwood because you can build around those guys going forward. Where Kangaroos have got the young talent, but they're older guys as well. Zebel and Cunnington and, and Goldstein. Once they go. They're probably going to need to get in more star power. And Nick Dacos coming in absolutely oh, lit up oh, the uh, championships yesterday. 40 possessions, two boy. goals. Absolutely uh, sensational. There is no doubt he'll be the number one pick. And Sam Darcy for the Western Bulldogs. Um, so so the team who finishes last will actually end up getting the third yeah. best player, which is a bit of a setback. For you, pick one. Um, what's your favourite board game at the moment, uh, Em? I'm sure you're oh, playing gosh. one. What are you going with? We haven't had to do that yet um, okay, because watch, it won't be long. They just sport at their house. <laughs> yeah, we literally all we do is between the golf and the races and the <laughs> dream boat. Else. I know you're jealous. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I like the creative ones. So when you have to like, you know, oh, have you played Boulder Dash? That's good fun. That's now. a good game. That yes. is a great game. It's a really good fun one. Yeah. You know, go and check that one out if okay. you're next in lockdown, which you won't be because we're stuck up here in it. Uh, Limo has joined us. And first of all, Limo, I do want to ask, yes. are you trimming your own hedges or are you paying someone like Joey Will? <laughs> Gee, that just sounded dodgy the way you said it. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you trim, you trim your head? Well, uh, I've been trimming my own hedges for years. I've, I've never had it done professionally. <laughs> uh, I'm glad to know you're trimming, though. That's good. No, I'm happy. No, I will call. I will call a man for every occasion. I, yes, I thank you, Leo. I will call a man for the hedges. I'll call a man to hang a painting. I do not care. Thank you. My wife is the man about our house. <laughs> right? If something, if a painting needs to be hung, my wife takes care of it. Uh, now, guys, a pleasure to be with you yes. uh, again. Yes. Now, wh- oh, God, I love sport. Mm. What an amazing week it's been. Yep. Yeah. Who would have thought this week, if someone had said to you, we're going to lose the Grand Prix in, mm. here in mm. Melbourne, well, you would have just said, well, that's the biggest news story of the week. That's yes. the biggest sports story of the Lock week. It in. Can you believe it is the 14th biggest sports story of this week? <laughs> it's been a big week. Wow, what a list. The 14th. I will quickly <laughs> give you the 13 <laughs> that are bigger in no particular order. Clarko leaving the Hawks. Mm. Yes. Oh, I shed a tear over that one yes. <laughs> the other day. And he's going to coach there next year, Jay-Z, by the way. You, you think he will? Mate, of course he will. Yeah. Clarko... I'll tell you what, he has been a man of his word from day one. Mm-hmm. Yes. You give me one example of Clarko not being a man of his word and you will not come up with one. He said he's going to coach next year. He will coach there next year. He loves the succession. He may not love the timing of it, but he loves the succession mm-hmm. and he'll do everything he can to leave Sam Mitchell perfectly placed. Okay. So who wins the arguments in Lemo? What if someone says, oh, I want to play him full forward and Clarko says, I want to play him full back? And Mitch says, I want to play Who's this the big kid. Dog? I want to get the kid in the side. And Clarko says, no, I'm not playing the kid. Yeah. Did you just say to me, who wins an argument that Clarko's in? Okay, yeah. So that one, number two, Stephen Hawking leaving the yes. AFL. Of course, that yep. happened this week too. Who saw that coming? Nick no. Kyrgios has pulled out of the Olympics. Mm. Massive Ash Barty. Oh, God, I love Ash Barty. Love you know Ash. what I love about Ash Barty? True, uh, on a serious note, she never says I. She always says we. Yeah. She always about her team. team. Good point. She's a team player mm. in a very individual sport. Uh, Novak Djokovic could equal, you guys were I talking know. about it earlier, mm. Federer. God, he's so unlikable. Though. I know. We just don't like oh, him at all. He's just not for us. Just, well, he's a super spreader and anti-vaxxer. I mean, there's not much to like about him in the current environment. Oh, the old parties. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Mm. Uh, the fans have been banned from the Olympics, uh, mm. coming in at number six. Number Pretty seven, big. England in the final. Will mm. this be the greatest redemption story of all time? Take your minds back to Euro- the European Championships 1996, the semi-final, England v Germany. It's equal after extra time. It goes to a penalty shootout. It goes 1-1-2-2-3-3-4-4-5-5-6-6. Then the English player comes up, misses the penalty. Germany go through. Who was the English player? Was it Gareth Southgate, who's now managing England in the final of '96. There you go. This is enlightening. You know, the headline in the sun the next day in England was the death penalty. Oh, Oh, you're kidding. Gareth Southgate. No. So if they lose, it'll go down well. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) I think there might be some going back to then. So it's England through to the final. Uh, Number eight, Joey Chestnut beat his own record and ate 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes. That is foul. And you know the second place person only ate 26? Like he didn't need to eat those next 50. He already won the competition. He had to beat his own record. <laughs> you know that is twenty three thousand calories, is it? Yeah, they said to him, "What are you going to have for dinner tonight?" And he laughed and said, "I oh, just just veggies and salad." <laughs> Here's another option: nothing. <laughs> right? Uh, okay, coming in number nine, uh, Denmark. They knocked out of the European Championships, but they built the biggest sandcastle ever. Well done, Denmark. Twenty one meters high. Before some big annoying kid in the next caravan came and stopped on it. <laughs> Bad memory from my summer holidays. Uh, and farmer in Italy grew the biggest cherry ever: thirty three grams. 
beating the previous it, record 20. Really? You might want to drug test that, Cherry, just by the way. Yeah. <laughs> How about this? Bruce Springsteen's daughter has been selected in the US Olympic team. Is that right? really? What? What? Does he, do you know this? Any guesses no. on the sport? Um, no. no. Javelin. Jessica softball, Springsteen. Softball. Equestrian. She's show jumping. 29-year-old yeah. Jessica Springsteen. Mm. Uh, then the 12th biggest story, a 10-year-old girl wrote a letter to the New York Yankees and said, can I please be your bat girl? I want to come out and be your bat girl. And the New York Yankees replied to her letter, 60 years later, and said, you can come and do it. So this week, a 70-year-old woman called Gwen Goldman, no way. after her letter being answered 60 years later, uh, went out and was the Batgirl for the New York Yankees. They need new postal systems. Yeah. Something's gone wrong there. They do indeed. Uh, and coming in at number 13, Ben Simmons has got a new girlfriend. We saw them at Wimbledon. And Ooh. number 14, we've lost the Grand Prix. So, uh, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. It's been a big, a big week, been a big as Eddie would say. How do you reckon Andrew Westacott feels, the CEO of the Grand Prix, who does an amazing job, has yep. been incredible for many, many years, He's been screwed by the federal government's bungled vaccine rollout. He's been screwed by Dan Andrews' hardline policy on Mm. events. And he's just watching Wembley Mm. without a spare seat in the house. And they're rocking a lazy 30,000 cases a day. But do you reckon Lewis Hamilton would have sat in his hotel room for 14 days? If if it was the government requirement to quarantine for 14 days, he's one of the biggest sporting rock stars, Lewis Hamilton, sitting on the couch doing nothing in his hotel room for 14 days? No, but it gives Daniel Ricciardo a chance to win. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Limo. Appreciate that list. Keeping us informed as always. The Dead Set Legends, Triple F. Well, the Boomer squad for Tokyo was announced this week and right in there was Melbourne boy Jock Landale. He also recently won the NBL's MVP award after Melbourne United's title victory. He's preparing for the games in, of all places, Las Vegas at the moment, and he's been kind enough to jump on the phone to us now. Jock, first of all, congratulations on your Olympic selection. How does it feel? I can imagine that would be part of your boyhood dream going to the Olympics. Oh uh, yeah, it, uh, it it's it's amazing. This was for me the pinnacle um, of you know all goals when I set out to you know pursue a basketball career. So to be on the verge of finally you know getting the opportunity to play for my country in the Olympics means the world to me, and and I'm super excited to be along for this ride right now. Oh mate, we can't wait to watch you lead the boys. But before we keep talking about the Boomers, just back to Melbourne United's championship. Congratulations, you led the team. Superbly, Thanks. but how long did you get to celebrate, mate? How long were you able to party with the boys for before you had to switch your focus to the Boomers? Oh, bugger all time. <laughs> not not enough, was, not enough. It was a fast, it was a fast turnaround. So I kind of, I, I knew that that was going to be the case. So after we won it, I really, really let rip. Good. And then uh, I reined it back in super quick. So it was a painful Saturday. I didn't get out of bed till like 6 p.m. or something. And then it was kind of, Back onto the court on the Sunday and getting ready for this. Uh, you earned it, Jock. Uh, well done. Hey, one of the most memorable times of my childhood was the time that I got to watch the Boomers uh, versus the USA Dream Team. Remember Shane Hill yeah. and Charles Barkley, all the trash talk. That was amazing. And you guys are playing in a uh, in an Olympic warm-up match on, on July uh, 13, I believe. Got to be broadcast yep. on ESPN at 10 a.m. Jock, how are you feeling about the prospect of playing the Dream Team? Are you... Jumping out of your skin, excited, or this would be absolutely one of the high points of your career, surely. Absolutely, I mean, just going going up against them before the World Cup was was you know a crazy experience in itself at Marvel Stadium. But 
now going up against the you know the likes of Kevin Durant and all those guys that are going to be playing this time around, it's I mean it's unparalleled. They're the, they're, they're the pinnacle of this sport. They're the best in the world, and to be able to play against them, you know, really gets you excited because you get to test yourself against the best. So yeah, it's going to be a crazy experience, and and right now our focus is on just trying to get ready for this Olympics. So who better to do that against than them? I tell you what, it'll be better than playing them in a warm-up game, Jay Z. It's when they play them for the gold medal match yes. at the Olympics. Oh. That's when it'll be better, Em. Oh, it would be. Right. Hey, uh, Jock, also over in the States at the moment, we saw this week uh, Patty Mills getting the great honour of yeah. being the flag bearer in the opening ceremony. You would have been around Patty a lot of this week. How was uh, celebrating that momentous occasion for him? Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, you know, he was kind of – he didn't really know how to take it because – it's, it's never something you petition for. It's never something that you expect is going to happen. So when it kind of hit him, he was he was just in awe of the moment. He didn't really know how to act or how to react. He was just kind of embracing it as he went. So to be there with him whilst, it, you know, those celebrations and announcements were happening, it was it was amazing just to kind of sit back and, and, and see him taking that in as, you know, the proud Australian that he is and, um, I'll tell you what, he owes he owes all the boys one for getting up at 2am to celebrate <laughs> with him on national TV, but uh, no, super happy for him, he deserves it. Doesn't Paddy Mills, Joey, seem like an absolute legend? Like, yeah, he's an absolute cool. bloke who we can really get around. Uh, we're speaking to Australian boomer and Melbourne uh, United star Jock Lander. What about Benny Simmons? I don't expect you to tip a bucket on one of your teammates here, Jock, <laughs> but I did see the photo of him sort of uh, passing his girlfriend in the stands as he works on his skill and development or whatever he's um, thinking of at doing. Wimbledon. What? Well, yeah, well, look, he's, he's not in the green and gold. And I know it was a tough finish uh, for him to the to the NBA uh, season and lots of controversy. But he was disappointed as we were that he's not suiting up in the green and gold because I would have thought that would be an Olympic campaign is the perfect way to get back on track with your basketball career. Of course. Uh, you know, anytime someone of that caliber doesn't suit up and, and play for your country, especially when we feel as though this is the year that we want a medal, uh, it's a little bit disappointing, but, you know, at the same time, we have some young guys who are ready to step up in Matisse and Josh Green and um, Dante. You know, those guys were all looking really good. And, you know, whilst he is over there enjoying himself in Wimbledon, I think, you know, regardless of needing to improve skill-wise, he deserves a little bit of time off after what I'm sure is a really long season. So I don't think you can knock him too much for that. But, um, yeah, you know, the Boomers is a great program to be around and, and we always get up and down and play at high levels. So whilst, you know, some, it might have been the, you know, the right decision to come play with us just because you, you are going to be in a, you know, a controlled environment where you're getting better. It's kind of to each their own, whatever he feels is best for his development, you know, all power to him. Yeah, well said, Jock. And what about the big story yesterday, Matthew Delavadova, potentially playing at uh, yeah, Melbourne United yeah. as well. If he can't get another NBA uh, contract, yeah. well, you'd be excited about this, Jock. I mean, I'd expect him to uh, be a star of the competition back here when he gets back, obviously. Absolutely. Delhi's a hell of a player. He's a he's a high-character guy who's just, you know, going to potentially run Melbourne back-to-back in the NBL finals. So uh, I think they got a really good one out of him. As everyone knows, he's he's really performed over in America, and I think that he can carry that forward in, in Australia. And if anything, it's just good for the, it's good for the sport. It'll, it'll attract fans. It'll get more people in seats at, at games. So... You know, I'm pumped for them, and, and they deserve a, a high-level player like Delhi to, you know, carry them forward. 
Hey, Jock, we appreciate your time. You're always so generous in chatting to us. A bummer that your family can't get over to Tokyo. I know how close you are to them. They would love to be watching you at the Olympics, but I tell you what, we'll all be tuning into Channel 7's coverage of the Boomers campaign at Tokyo 2021. Unreal. Thanks, Good luck, guys. Mate. Good luck. Cheers. Jock Landau there from the Boomers as they take on the Olympics in a couple of weeks' time. An absolute pleasure to have him on the show. Next, our Round 17 preview. Every moment of every game live on Triple M all weekend. You're listening to Triple M's Desert Legends. Joey, Jay-Z and Emma. That's how my nonna used to use the wooden spoon. Just on the little <laughs> flank just to straighten me up. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Triple M's, Triple M's Dead Set Legends. <laughs> <laughs> back on it. Caught a nappy. Yeah. I know, this I couldn't hear the music then. Lockdown. Sorry about that. I lockdown, couldn't hear the end of the song. Lockdown brain's a thing, Em. It does oh. happen. Your brain doesn't get used in lockdown and you become... Holy moly, we're yeah. back on air. Hey, uh, <laughs> round 17. Uh, we're right in the thick of it now, as we mentioned earlier. Um, footy on Thursday and Friday night. But then uh, we've also got footy continuing on Monday as well. The reason for that Monday night game, uh, full house expected at Optus Stadium, West Coast against North Melbourne because their COVID restrictions are going to be eased then. So that was a smart scheduling decision from the AFL. But let's take a look at some of the games today. Um, After the rub, Hawks taking on Fremantle, then the Blues taking on the Cats, and then the Lions up against St Kilda, boys. So how much do you trust Carlton's turnaround, Joey? I think that's a question. Who have they beaten? Um, Adelaide and Frio. uh, and, And Frio. And Freo probably should have beaten them. They just kicked inaccurately. They had way more inside 50s and contested ball. So, look, Carlton have improved their team defence. It's a work in progress. Tell me about that. So they've gone, remember we were really critical early in the year, they were playing 1v1. It was just a one-on-one, and if one player was caught out of position, they just didn't have a safety net or enough support to be able to combat it, and they were getting scored against. But clearly they've worked on it throughout the season, particularly over that bye period, and it looks different. So they're playing. What are they doing? Well, you're getting extra numbers in line with the football. You're working around and and sort of handing over different men and covering each other rather than just allowing, you know, Jones and Wiedering to have to beat their man one-on-one. So it's how the strong teams defend. Mm -hmm. It's still going to be a work in progress, though, for Carlton. You can't just do it in a a month and think that you've got your team defense sorted. It needs pre-season, if not a couple of years, of playing together. So while it looks better, they're still going to have their games where they're going to get scored against. But... They've got a bit more confidence now, a bit of belief. We know they've got talent. That's never mm-hmm. been questioned. So it's just hard to predict. You would think Geelong should get the job done. Geelong are a professional outfit. They're playing strong football. But the Blues, they could surprise and get on a bit of a roll. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one this afternoon. Radagalea comes in for Jeremy Cameron. Now, you think the Cats will be pretty conservative with Jeremy Cameron uh, upon his return for that hamstring injury. It looks like a three- to four-weeker at certainly this stage. It will be all about getting him uh, ready for the finals. What about Paddy Dow? I mean, he's been the one. Lamb Stocker, yep. I think, has shown some really good signs. Absolute hard-nut defender. I think he's going to graduate into the midfield. But Paddy Dow was the one who they really needed to come on. Are you a believer in... You like what you see. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I think we've seen enough to show that he can be a player. He was just another one that was just really down on confidence. He he needs that boost, but he shows enough that he can play. So I think it's great to give him some more games. He'll be a star. Um, but I think the Geelong, I think the Cats will win. The Cats should get the job done. Looking forward to tomorrow. Richmond Collingwood, I think the graveyard's here, 410. That is a, yeah. a, f- a fascinating one. What, what, are, what are the index for Tigers fans? What are some of the um, non negotiables that have got to be, that we want to see back in their game? What is, where is it fallen down for the Tigers, do you think? Well, speaking of systems defensively, they've had the best system for about five years, but it's, it's broken down. So yep. they need to get back to that fanatical pressure yep. around the football. And their defenders need to stand up and just win contests. They, we're seeing Grimes getting beaten in contests, which we've never seen. You know, Asprey and uh, and even a couple of the smalls. So they've just got to get back to winning contests in their back half. That'll help if they get some pressure on the ball. I think 
I'm still giving Richmond a little bit of a chance that they can find a bit of form at the back end of the year. So um, they should beat Collingwood. Uh, Collingwood were very ordinary last week against the Saints. So I think the Tigers will bounce back. The three quarters, they were terrible. That was one of the worst games of the season before a six-goal comeback in the last term gave the Saints a really big square, a bit really big scare. Uh, Jamara Ugelhagen will be yes. the big watch for the Western Bulldogs uh, tomorrow. The number one pick, obviously, getting his chance. What are you? The Dogs have really made him work. Um, and I think uh, for his spot. And then early on, I think there were some concerns. He really needed to commit himself to a professional lifestyle and his training, get his get his fitness up. So Norton out, Eugel Hagen in. What do you think we're going to be seeing from him? No, nah, we'll see little glimpses, but we won't get a, see a lot. I think we've got to be a little bit patient sometimes that some young players take a little bit longer for the penny to drop, for their professionalism, and for them to play to their level. I mean, look at Christian Petrarca. Mm. We were questioning him for his first Good point. four years of his career. Now he's the best player in the competition. I just think sometimes we're a bit impatient because we see some young players like an Archie Perkins or a Matt Rowe come in. But for every one of those guys, there's two players that need a lot more time. And, yep. and Hugo Hagen will be fine. He'll be a great player for that footy club. He's just not quite ready yet. So it's good they're giving him a taste. Yep. But I don't think he's going to set the world on fire and he's not there to. He'll just get a, a get a bit of a taste and then Norton will come back in in a couple of weeks. Brisbane host uh, the Saints again, who were good for three quarters last week against the Pies. Spoke to Luke Dunstan after another 28 possessions. He's a bloke who's really reignited his career. I thought he was headed for the AFL scrap heap. Uh, he was good again. What do you think about the balance of that St Kilda midfield? Can they have Ross, Steele, Dunstan, Crouch, Crouch, Hanabry if he plays, Hanabry, Zach Jones. It could be over. Yeah, no, I, look, I is think, he, has, do you reckon Luke Dunstan's got a future in St Kilda or does he go elsewhere? Um, I think he's probably going to be better served going elsewhere because they do have similar type of players. But yep. I think Luke Dunstan, you've got to look at some players, what they can do, not what they can't do. And I reckon we're too quick to look at what players can't do. Jared Lyons is the perfect example. Yep. Two clubs looked at what Jared Lyons couldn't do yep. and moved him on. And now we're seeing what he can do. I think maybe a club that need a, a hard-nosed inside mid that can get at the feet of the Ruckman like Libertori does at the Dogs. So I still think, as much as Essendon have a really good midfield, he might just be a nice complementary um, piece to that Essendon midfield that can get in and under, feed the ball out, and, and give a bit of support to Parrish and Merritt, etc. On paper, Dunstan's numbers aren't dissimilar to Tommy Libertori That's at right. the moment over the past six weeks. Em? We're going to end the show on a very positive note today, celebrating some absolute legends of Australian sport. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legend of the Week. Yes, we're going to start by mentioning Jamie Carr because today she get, joins Rarified Air, Emma. Not the 100 wins in a season that no jockey's ever done in history, but she will join only Ash Barty as the three-time winner of the Dead Set Legend of the Week. How, but how is it fall? It falls beautifully. Ash, Ash Barty's a three-time Dead Set Legend of the Week. She's got the Wimbledon final tonight at 11 p.m. Can't wait to watch her. And then Jamie Carr, M, going for 100 yeah. wins that no jockey in the history of the sport has ever been able to accomplish in a season. It's just extraordinary. So she's got a runner in the first at Caulfield. Which is only uh, in about one minute. Yeah, so we just we we've got a <laughs> we minute forty to... left, but I don't think we're going to get a result before the time we get off air. But the last person to go close was Brett Preble back in the ninety nine two thousand season. He recorded ninety nine and a half wins because there was a dead heat somewhere. Uh, so for Jamie Carr, and this has been her, you know, breakout season for her to get to 100 wins today, and she will do it. And if she doesn't do it today, she's still got a couple of weeks left to do it. She'll so definitely she, do she it today. She will definitely she, get she it done. She might do it in race two, I think. But what do you it, like? 
Uh, race two, Deep Speed, is the, the yeah. male, and she's on that horse. So that's in race two. So I think you can notch it in the book right now. Jamie Carr will ride her 100th winner in race two on Deep Speed. But it's been a man's world, hasn't it, really, Em, the, the, the horse racing industry, the jockeys. And to, for her to crash through that ceiling and do what she's going to do, it is a monumental achievement. It shouldn't be underrated how big this is. Absolutely. And she's front page of the paper today as she should be celebrating such an incredible milestone. And as you mentioned, doing it the same day that Ash Barty goes up against yeah. Caroline Pliskova in the uh, the final of Wimbledon tonight. It's something that she's wanted to achieve her whole life as well. Just incredible stuff for some absolute guns yeah. of Australian and sport, Jay-Z. Model, role models for every yeah. female oh, out there. Absolutely. Yeah. I love listening to Ash Barty talk. Just quickly, Em, he's, um, and excuse the naive question here, but is Jamie Carr the greatest of a female jockey? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's, that, absolutely. That's clear, is it? Well, I, think, yeah, I, I mean, Michelle out, Payne's won the, the cup, yeah. and, you know, but we you shouldn't can take, take that away You from could her. almost take out the female jockey and almost ask, is she the best jockey in Australia at the moment? Oh, for sure. Yeah, the, I'd give the her the jockey. absolute tick of approval yeah. there any day of the week. We wish Jamie the best of luck. As we mentioned, all the footy you could possibly want all day, all night, right here. Coming up on 105.1 Triple M. Triple M's Dead Set Legends is done for another day. So, in the words of Corey Homicide Williams, you have a great day. <laughs> Triple M's Dead Set Legends is done for another day. And it was a great week, wasn't it, Joey? I liked it. I did like my own work this morning. That was good. (laughs) Get even more Joey, Jay-Z and Emma by downloading the Listener app.